This episode of The Patch is sponsored by Nature Box. Order great tasting, healthy snacks right to your door. Forget the vending machine and get in shape for summer with healthy, delicious treats like everything bagel sticks. Support this podcast and get 50% off your first order. Go to naturebox.com slash the patch. Stop schlepping to the drugstore and paying $20 for shave tech you don't need. For a couple bucks a month, DollarShaveClub.com delivers amazing quality razors right to your door. Shave time, shave money with Dollar Shave Club. Go to DollarShaveClub.com slash rooster. That's DollarShaveClub.com slash rooster. Welcome to the patch. Hey! I'm wearing my Artex badges, but you can't even see them behind my computer. Done. I should probably should have checked that before we brag about it. Oh, hey, there's XCOM. <laughs> no, that's, that's Shadowrun. <laughs> I am wearing an XCOM shirt. I talk you about are, it. yeah. Yeah. Well, why why did that come up? Are we yeah, Shadowrun? We'll that's, get to that. They did release the DLC. Topics. We're going to talk Look about that. it today. Segue right into a, t- a topic. I like the director's not like, talk about this. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we'll get to that. You guys point. are too unfocused. Here's the topic. They put it up on screen again. We'll get to that at some point. So we got uh, this week, patch featuring Gus, Bernie, Ryan, and Gus. Lots of Gus. Spirit of Gus. Enthusiasm. So this is our last pre-Titanfall week. Ryan's eyebrow. The world will be forever changed. It can't be stopped. It can't be changed. Hey, have you seen all the, the passion about his eyebrow? Not to take away the no. passion of Titanfall. People are enamored it's with this eyebrow. It's a very expressive eyebrow. eyebrow. Let's see it. I, I mean, it just moves. I got to talk. Like, oh, is okay. It, I can't. I mean, I can. <laughs> no, I if can't. you wanted to. Yeah, I mean, gonna, no, I can't stop watching it. There's been a lot of gifts of, uh, where's JJ? He's going to yell at me. JJ, what's the name of the dude who directed uh, uh, Gravity? Alfonso Cuaron? He had his eyebrows and like when he won the Oscar for Best Director. Spoiler. <laughs> he did a big eyebrow thing, which I can't do. I don't have it. I can make my ears wiggle, but I can't like do the one eyebrow thing. Is he- I digress. We took away yeah. from Titanfall anyway, to talk about Titanfall. eyebrows. Titanfall, great game, so. great game. This the world the will be forever was. changed. March 11th. You think so? No. Is this the coming of the new I age? First person shooters will be fundamentally Aquarius. changed. I think uh, once people experience that verticality in first person shooters, it's going to be hard to not have that anymore. I mean, verticality is not something completely new. There have been other. You know, FPSs with wall running, uh, teleporters. People say it's very similar to Brink, but yeah. uh, I feel like this is a, has a lot more polish what on it, it and what works. Endorsement. <laughs> <laughs> this has a, a lot more polish to it. They released this, uh, I guess, final gameplay launch trailer. We're showing a clip of Titanfall right now, and I can't tell you how disappointed I am that we're not showing the TV commercial, Me and My Shadow, which oh, features yeah. a live-action TV commercial. Have you seen it? Uh-uh. It features a guy walking down the street and his Titan following him. He's <laughs> like in his morning commute, and he's walking through the streets of, I guess, New York. And then he runs into his nemesis, and then his te- nemesis does a Titanfall, and the Titan drops behind uh-huh. him, and they all jump in, and they go to fight. It's a lot of fun. It's, it's one of those, cool. like, irreverent, fun, like, goofy, kind of turns the whole genre of, like, hardcore gaming on its edge. I love it. I yeah. love that kind of stuff. Yeah, absolutely. I love the old Xbox ad they did with the, uh, the cops and robbers, where everyone's shooting in the subway oh, with right. their fingers, yeah. and they're yeah, all like yeah. that. That was a lot of fun. And then uh, there's that PS4 commercial that's right. It's such a perfect day. Yeah, I like that one a lot. Re- that one kind of creeps me out a little bit. And what is it about it that's kind of creepy? I think it's just because the, there's these two people and they're doing like this. They're murdering each other constantly. Yeah, but they're just it's they're having like this. It's an emotional like bonding song, and they're just shooting and killing and destroying each other. Well, it's the guy's like really out of sync as the other like when they're doing the fantasy yeah. fighting thing. The guy's like laying down on his back and still singing as he's about to get murdered. Yeah. <laughs> it's it's a little it's weird. A weird that that trope works fine in a video game but when you move it into the real world suddenly it gets a little weird mm-hmm. eh. something something about murder is a little disconcerting something about real murder i know what it, i can't put my finger on it oh there it is that's fast <laughs> <laughs> i also like the uh the the playstation cursor for michael when they have all the different characters 
which they got a lot of different characters in one game. It's all the different characters talking about the player, basically. Right. And it's, his name is Michael, right? Do you remember this commercial? Yeah, I yeah, remember yeah. the commercial. I remember, I remember the name was. Yeah. We, I, it was kind of like a, one of the, it was I, a PS4 commercial, I was, wasn't it? I think it was a PS3 commercial. PS3, yeah. It was a while ago. And uh, I don't know. It's one of those commercials where it's like we had a show in development for a while that ended up being not – was way, we started developing way before, but it ended up being like Wreck-It Ralph. So we kind of like halted development on it. And uh, then that commercial also came out. It was like, damn, this is a concept a lot of people are working on right yeah. now, which is like where all the video game characters go when they're not in it's the It's a concept game. that people – because customers ended up enjoying because people love that commercial. People love Wreck-It Ralph. Yeah. You're welcome, Disney. So uh, the Twitter wants to know, Gus, when does your fucking contract to promote Titanfall end? Because apparently, <laughs> apparently so, so, I, talking I, I, about a major AAA people, title coming out in, in the middle of winter is apparently means that we're biased towards people it. People got upset because <laughs> they're doing a launch party here in Austin that we were invited to. And I saw some people be like, oh, well, I guess there goes their objectivity about games. Like, we got invited to go to a party. <laughs> you know, about the, <laughs> the biggest AAA launch. Way uh, to sell out, guys. <laughs> Way to sell going out. Right now. You're not helping us by putting up a... a a screenshot of the invitation to the party. I love it. <laughs> uh, it's just you know, it's it's like we're, we're allowed to we're allowed to get excited about stuff, right? Every, listen, no, you are. need to be objective. We're, they're also allowed to call us out on that because that's just what gamers do. Look, yeah. it's part of the vocabulary of our culture, where it's 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 a whole culture based on essentially our hobby is winning and losing. So it's like if that stuff bleeds over into comments, that's I don't know why people get surprised by that. It happens all the time. But I'm definitely going to call it out when people like try to. To claim that we're getting paid by Titanfall to <laughs> promote Titanfall in the yeah, patch. Yeah. It's a AAA title. It's coming out in winter. It's the first title of the year, and it's arguably the first real title of the next generation of gaming. Of course, we're going to talk about it. When and we, when Infamous Second when, Sun comes out, we're going to be talking about that. When we get paid to advertise something, you'll know it. <laughs> you know, that's a, no, that is a really good point. So when we don't try to, like, if we ever do have an endorsement, we should say that. We don't ever try to hide it. Right. Like, we never try to do that stuff. Right. Well, yeah. that's the worst. That's the most disingenuous thing when you try and sneak an ad in to something. And uh-huh. people pick up on that, and it doesn't sell. Yeah. So, no. Mm-hmm. Okay. Enough like if we were being paid to, to promote Titanfall, which debuts on March 11th on Xbox. <laughs> <laughs> Be sure to let you know. But we are excited. We all love the game. Uh, you know, I, I suck dick at Call of Duty in general. And I had one of my best gaming moments of all time recently when I was in the beta. And I walked into a room and shot three dudes. And Ashley watched me do it. She goes, wow, you killed all three of those guys. I was like, yeah, they were all AI guys. I was like, I totally didn't tell her, didn't reveal to her. The first time. Were you also using the auto-aimed gun? I actually thought that was going to get a lot more grief because uh, I was playing the game. We played the game at PAX. Mm -hmm. They showed it to us. And then when the 6v6 controversy popped up and it was like oh they've only got 6v6 in the game i was like you guys are going to be upset about a lot more stuff than 6v6 because that smart pistol i thought was going to get a lot more flack than what it did yeah i don't really recall reading any negative comments about it nope not yet do i it's one of those things that always come up when people get into the game and they're always going to start saying this is op that is op and then sometimes the game developers will rebalance things but honestly that pistol was not uh it felt like more of a hindrance versus other players than it was help. I I almost, you had to lock on three times. Yep. I almost never used it. Like I had the option, you know, you have the option to equip it. No, I, maybe, I, there are other weapons I would use. It's a very situational weapon. We talked about this earlier. It's maybe, like a rocket launcher. Maybe we should talk about what we're talking about for people okay. who don't play Titanfall. It's a it's a pistol that's in the game, which is basically an auto aim pistol. It's what it is. And so if you walk into a room and there's three of the AI grunt characters in there, it'll lock on to three of them if you give it a little bit of time and you hold it in their general direction. It locks on to three of them and you can kill three at once. Or if it's a pilot player character, you hold it in their general vicinity and it locks one, two, three on that person. And then you can just pull the trigger and kill them. When I saw it in the tutorial missions, I was like, 
whoa, that seems like really dumbing down the FPS experience. But when I played it, I didn't feel I didn't get that feeling when I was playing the game. In the tutorial, I definitely felt that way. Yeah, the thing about it is, if you're behind them, then you have plenty of time. It's in it that is it's a class specific weapon for a stealth class. If you're behind them, they don't see you. It's a great weapon. If they're looking at you and you're looking at them, you're hosed. Also, you know what else is a great weapon when you're sticking up behind someone? Melee. Yeah. It's like that that's why you I never used further it. Back, it was super situational. I felt like yeah. if I'm in this situation, I would rather just rush melee and then continue instead of being like <laughs> <laughs> you know. But I guess that's just maybe that's just me. But we're talking about like like there's always weapons in games that are more powerful than other weapons. Like rocket launchers mm-hmm. are more powerful. It doesn't make you dislike the chain gun more just because you can get the rocket launcher in Doom. And I would argue too that the first game to introduce verticality or verticality into FPS gaming was Quake, because that was a really weird moment when you could suddenly look up and down. Uh, but then again, I'm old. And Quake Three That's Arena, they also had the pads that bounced you around. Yep. Mm-hmm. And there was a lot of going up and down in there. Yeah, do that. But and was- I, you know, Reach uh, with the, the Halo Reach series, when when I think of like Sword Base and all the jetpacks, when everyone had jetpacks and were flying up there. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think the the Halo Reach beta, I think only a couple of the equipment sets were available, so like almost everybody used uh, used jetpack. I think it was you could use the jetpack and armor lock. Uh-huh. I think maybe the only ones that were available. Sprint, remember, because Sprint oh, was yeah, a specific Sprint, equipment. Yeah, yeah. yeah so. I mean, that, even things like Tribes and Unreal, though, all had a lot of teleporting oh, and tribes. jetpacks, yeah. yeah. Every time someone brings up Tribes, I want to play Tribes again. It's been, <laughs> Do you, though? Yeah. Yeah, there you go. See, I'm the same way as you, Ryan, where it's like I fondly remember Tribes, but then again I play it and I'm like, okay. <laughs> I keep trying to go back and, and I have these memories of games from my childhood and I'll go back and I'll try and play them. And it just – it's it's much harder than I thought it would be to divorce the experience of the game from the look and experience. Okay. Uh, or I just think I said experience on both sides, but the actual gameplay mechanics have evolved so much, and your uh, the graphics have changed. So I could much. see that. It's hard. I recently went back, probably within the last year, I went back and replayed Knights of the Old Republic, and I was so frustrated because games just aren't played the same way anymore. Like from a camera perspective, well, you couldn't jump, and I don't think you could pan the camera up and down. It's like you can only move left to right. I was like, it what? is. It is much worse in games like that where it's had several sequels that you've played an evolution of that gameplay mechanic. So jumping, like, you've played two is probably the most recent one, which had improvements. You go back and try and play one, and now one isn't as good as the things you got in two, and it's even worse yeah. than if you just not played anything and gone back to it. Yeah. Can I say, too, that reminds me of, like, camera controls are one of the things that can break a game or camera in a game that can ruin the game. It can be a great game with great gameplay, and if it has lousy camera, it kills me. I think, too, that you remind me of, going back to those days when you could rotate the camera and that was it, is that I can get used to any game, like, inversion when you look up and down. If down is up and up is down or vice versa, I can adjust in the first, like, two or three minutes. I can, I'm almost, like, ambidextrous or ambiversion or whatever that is. (laughs) Uh, What I can't do is when I have a rotating camera... And I hit right, and it, if the camera doesn't go this way, if instead it makes me look right and it goes this way, I just can't. <laughs> I, I, I never – I will make that choice wrong every time the entire time I play that game. Yeah. Yeah. If I'm in the person's head and I push right, yep. I want to look right. If I'm outside their body, I want to move the camera with the stick and not mm-hmm. move their view. So, Absolutely, yeah. yeah. It's kind of a nightmare. That's a third person versus first person kind of thing that you just have to stick to. Otherwise, it's messed up. Yeah. And you still see some games that have the invert x-axis option. And every time I see them, I'm like, why? There's somebody. <laughs> who, who? Because there's somebody. They, I bet they have metrics that track, like, how many people actually turn that on. <laughs> and somebody out there does it. Someone's <laughs> brain that just works that way. Once consoles went online, that was something that really changed. They could gather tons of metrics as to what people were doing. I mean, before you had 
you had no clue. Mm-hmm. I actually thought when they first announced the achievement system, that was what that was going to do, was going to help people figure out. I was always amazed when I would go into Halo games, you know, all through any iteration of Halo, Halo 2 all the way through Halo 4, and you'd find people that were the highest rank in multiplayer with thousands of matches, and then you'd look at their profile, and they hadn't finished the campaign of the game. Yeah. It made no sense to me at all. That's always super fascinating to me. It's like, that's what I would do in the lobby before a game starts. Like, just mm-hmm. look at everyone's profile and see... You know what? The, I was I was maybe looking to see what the experience multiplayer was. Sure, but you'd also <laughs> see their single player campaign, uh, and it was shocking. Yeah, on a regular basis, people are just like, "Yeah, I didn't finish the campaign. Yeah, I don't care." Well, the game's multiplayer for Let a me lot guess. of people. Master Chief won. <laughs> 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 you defy all odds and beat everybody. I mean, I get it. Like I was just, uh, I one of our friends in the video game industry was just blasting everyone for spoiling Gravity during the Academy Awards. Mm-hmm. And I was like, that movie came out like six months ago at this point. Yeah. It's, it, at what point can you discuss it? Now we can't even hold award shows for things because that will potentially spoil the thing. If spoiler. It's up, yeah, right. If it's up for it. I, at some point, the spoiler culture just has to be done, right? We, 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 we need to define clear metrics for this. I think we just give up on the spoiler culture in or general. just set an umbrella. You, you say, okay, it's got a three-month window in which no one talks about it. And after that, all bets are off. Because it's like li- literally now we have to pause conversations for people who might – Side some point in the future they want to see this thing. Yeah, like isn't even three months. Like you think about a movie release. Are movies really in the theater for three months? Yeah, I guess you have a point. You have to. I guess for a movie, <laughs> do we really want to lay down laws? Yeah, it's for like, this? Do, you we wait, can. do you wait for a home video release? I'll go down this rabbit hole with you if you want to go. <laughs> but, <laughs> I'm just saying at some point we should discuss it. I don't think we necessarily have to come up with all the rules right now. But it, yeah, but dude. it varies on a case by case basis. You know, you don't have a three month you know window on a Call of Duty game that has like a six hour campaign. <laughs> There's no point. Um. So, big releases this week. Yeah. South Park, Stick of Truth, and Walking Dead Season 2, Episode 2. Yes. I got fucked by the Walking Dead safe system again. Really? He yes. Did. He did. So he was this tweeting past, about it. This past week. So, I guess <laughs> let me rewind even further. This is so bad for you. During Season 1, of, or I guess right before Season 2 of The Walking Dead came out. Well, no, I'm, I'm telling it wrong. I'm remembering it wrong. When Episode 1 of Season 2 came out of The Walking Dead, I went to play it, and none of my choices carried over. And I thought... Well, that's weird. So I went back and looked at my season one playthrough, and it was fucked up. Like, it, it only saved partway through chapter two. So I had to go back and replay all of season one to get all my choices relined up the way I wanted them. I played episode one of season two, loved it. Then I, this past weekend, I was like, I had trouble with this last time. Let me look at my season two save. It's gone. It's just gone. <laughs> I have all the achievements, but it looks like I've never played the game. I don't even have a fucking save file. Why aren't you backing this up in three different locations every time now? I need to. I got fucked. So I got, now I gotta play fucking episode one again before I play episode two. And I gotta recreate all the same goddamn choices. Are you using cloud save? I was. Oh, you were? Not anymore. Uh-oh. Ooh. I think yeah. that's, that's maybe what fucked it up. Yeah, to have one, it's just so sad because if people have one bad experience with cloud saves and that kills it for them, that's they're it. just done. Well, I saw, does I saw, it though? Because, I mean, with Xbox One, it's not even a choice anymore. No, that's a good point. I guess it just sinks in, does it locally as well. Yeah, it's just it's have, out of your hands completely. I have not had a problem, knock on wood, I have not had a problem so far with my saves on the xbox one uh but yeah i mean I, I could like five games i could see on walking dead like i looked at the save file on in my storage and it was like out of sync it's like uh-oh oh. and then it synced and fuck it was gone do you have another box somewhere that might still be on locally i looked the only other box i i potentially put it on was at my desk here and it's it's fucked up there too it has no no save so do you have to uh did you i forget was there a save file carryover from one to two yes okay and is that one still okay I have not gone back and looked at that. Uh-oh. You might want to do that. 
Oh shit! It's probably fucked up. Oh my god. Well, the good news is that this game has a lot of replayability for you in particular. <laughs> High, huge replay value. Oh no. Nah, you'll be fine. I just, you just ruined my day, Ryan. Oh, sorry, dude. My bad. I just ran into a thing where I was playing uh, Dead Rising 3, and they put out. They do this weird thing with the Dead Rising 3 DLC where it's just like stealth. Where it's just like, oh, here's another here's another DLC that's out, and it just comes out. I never see an announcement on it. Mm-hmm. I never see anybody report on it. It just comes out. In fact, I was looking up information of when trying to figure out when the, the last one, because now the three of four have come out, and I tried to look up when the last one is coming out. It's called the Last Agent, and so I looked it up. And every like major sites were reporting on the D- Dead Rising Three DLC. Some of them were reporting it was already out that it came out before the third one. <laughs> it's like this DLC schedule. It's like nobody's managing it. It's just yeah. like they're just like popping out for Dead Rising Three. And unfortunately, um, as a fan of the series, I, I gotta say they're they're saying consistently, I really like the main Dead Rising titles. I do- what is that? I don't know. It came out of your laptop. Oh, you know, it's probably the Nature Box. Is Nature Box sponsoring us today? Because yeah. I've been eating bags of snacks. Yeah, that's why they're right <laughs> there might be a pumpkin skin. <laughs> um, but like Dead Rising, I love the titles. I love the main games for Dead Rising. But I don't like all the stuff they do between the titles. And they do lots of weird stuff. Like they do alternate kind of universe or other characters in the same story. Like even I like Frank West in the first one a lot. But I didn't like the Frank West files for Dead Rising 2. Agreed. I didn't like the mini Case Zero or whatever it was they did mm-hmm. for... What was the thing they did before? It was Case Zero. It was Case Zero, before yeah. Dead Rising 2 came out. And Case West came after it. Right. Yeah. And it's like, so, and there's like now the DLC for Dead Rising 3, I'm like, ugh. But mainly because, honestly, I've played three of them now, and they're basically all the same thing. Yeah, I played the military one. Uh, I started the second one, Angel or whatever. Yep. Uh, and I have not finished that one yet. I need to go back to it. It's basically like a three part mission with like four, three or four different collectibles. Yeah, the, the military one was really fast. Yep. You know, I thought even knowing that it was short, you would warn me it was short. I was still shocked when it ended. But where I was going with this, I just finished one of them where I got screwed because it was like one last collectible I had to get, and I even read a guide online to make sure. And I finished like the last part of the mission, and I I won't go into why, but I couldn't. I it didn't continue. Like I couldn't just roam the world afterwards, mm. and I was just like, so I had to like restart the DLC and play to a point where I could do the collectible mission. I was like, God damn it! So yeah, it probably didn't take very long. No, it really actually didn't. I did it within the same night yeah. as well. So. Well, um, on the topic of the new releases, what have you guys played either one of them yet? Um, no. I haven't, no. I haven't played The Walking Dead. I played about three or four hours of six Stick of Truth last night. Yeah, and I, play, I played a little bit of Episode 2, Walking Dead. Mm-hmm. It's one of those things that's uh, it's great, but that's definitely a spoiler-heavy thing, sort of yeah, how much I can talk, talk about, about that one. Yeah. Stick of Truth, though, awesome. Yeah, I've playing I've, it I've, I've, the reviews have been pretty mixed and middling on it. Uh, I know there was one review that like really trash and complained about like jitteriness and skipping in the background as you walk. Yeah. And I guess I see it every now, but the review was like, Oh, make sure you take drama. I mean, it's so bad. I was like, I, yeah. I haven't had any of that. It's not that bad. Yeah. yeah so you played sick of truth as well. I've been playing a uh, fair bit today and, and a little bit yesterday. All I've read is that. So here's what I know of this game. Just by reading other people's experience with it, you get to collect poo. You do get to collect poo and fling it at people. Wow. It is a weapon. You if can you weaponize like, poo. It's optional. If you're it is not an down with that, weapon. you do not have yeah. to. But I, have I like to, the I, metrics on that. How many people are down with collecting poo? <laughs> I, every time I see a toilet, I have to shit in it, and then I immediately have to get you in the shower afterwards. It. Yeah, I've been doing that too, actually. I've been leaving every shower on in South Park. Oh, I haven't been doing that. I should be doing I that. don't know why. I just do it because I can't. Why it's should like, you be doing that? It's like Home Alone. It's like the Wet Bandits. <laughs> <laughs> it's my own personal like Captain Chaos 
plot. Uh, <laughs> I'm trying to flood out the city. But uh, it's really, honestly, it's been a really funny, just light, enjoyable RPG. Yeah, like, it, I've had no problems with it. The, the the writing and the tone are definitely very South Parkish. Yes. They definitely manage to capture that feel. And even like the style artistically, uh, I mean, you essentially look like you're in a game. Except, of course, when you're in combat, you got that side view. You yeah. wouldn't really see something like that in a South Park episode. But it's... Other than that, it's pretty, it's pretty good. Yeah, if you're a fan of South Park, I'd absolutely say it's worth the play. It's mm-hmm. a lot of fun. Yeah, I've been having, I've been having a blast with it so far. Um, I downloaded it super fast. You suck. It, it took me like five minutes, maybe. It took that. me all night, <laughs> and my internet connection at home is, I think, twenty five megabit. Mm. I don't know why, but it just it takes forever for me to get things from Xbox because mm. I, I downloaded it game on, games on demand, and it just it's only four gigs. I mean. Shouldn't take that long. Wah, wah. I don't know if maybe there's just a lot of demand, so their servers may have been overtaxed at that time. No. Well, maybe unless they were giving it all to me. Could have been. <laughs> Bastard, <laughs> you were stealing all my stick of truth. Stealing all the bandwidth. Yeah, <laughs> that's probably my... I mean, obviously, that's my favorite part. Your house is just like a big internet. drain hole of internet for the entire city of Austin. Adam tweeted a screenshot of his Steam download. It was uh-huh. like 28%. And he's like, oh, I wish this would go faster. And I sent him a tweet saying, well, why don't you come over? <laughs> he sent me a compilation of fuck you gifts. <laughs> when uh, not just one will do. Yeah. It was, it was like six or seven. Uh, here, I'm going to read this thing here. Uh, I want to remind everyone, this episode of The Patch is brought to you by Dollar Shave Club. Buying razor sucks, right? You got to trudge to the store, get the key to that plastic razor fortress thingy. Why do they do that? I fucking hate that. Uh, and then shell out 20 bucks for, you, you know what I'm talking about, right? You have to get someone to come walk over there and let you in. Uh, and then shell out 20 bucks for some ridiculous shave tech you don't even need. Uh, my razor worked fine with a vibrating handle or laser pointers. Fortunately, there's a company doing away with laser all that pointers. ridiculousness. It's called Dollar Shave Club, and it couldn't be simpler. For a few bucks a month, Dollar Shave Club ships amazing razors and other bathroom stuff right to your door. Their blades are just as good as the big shave companies at a fraction of the price. They've also got Dr. Carver's Easy Shave Butter to make your shave even more buttery smooth. And you got to try One Wipe Charlie's, their new peppermint-infused butt wipes for men. That's in the copy. Did butt you say wipes. butt wipes? Butt wipes for men. They tingle in a good way. <laughs> but I'm a, I'm a big fan. Uh, shave time, shave money. Right. Join now at dollarshaveclub.com slash rooster. You suppose Charlie is proud of having his name on that product? Or? I would be. It's a fine product. All right. All right. He's named after him. He's very, obviously a very efficient wiper. <laughs> he was known in the company for that. I feel like we should all be a lot more clean shaven whenever Dollar Shave Club is sponsoring us. I, 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 I trim up a little. What does that mean? Yeah, I, I'm normally like a wolf man. I got this shit going on over here. You've seen it. Yeah, I have a picture of you and Jeff and Matt sleeping on a plane. We were going to some convention. It looks like an exhibit at the Natural <laughs> Museum of Natural History is what it looks like. The evolution like of you man. guys have like a fake fire between the three of you. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I've got it. I've got like up here, like all around my eye, like all of this is hair. You shave up by your eyes? Yeah, right, right here. You probably maybe see a little bit of black, a little stubble. You shave up there? Yeah, right really? here. Really? Wow. Yeah. Is it? Is it? Oh, sorry. Is it like a continuation of the eyebrows? Yeah, it is. The eyebrows have a lot of power. I have to keep them in check. <laughs> it's a they'll, t- they'll take over. That's supposed to ring the whole eye. Like a hair <laughs> raccoon. Yeah, I look like a raccoon if I'm looking in your windows at night. <laughs> but one of the going back to what we were talking about earlier, one of the reasons why I'm personally excited about Titanfall is that it's like I have constantly complained about. Where are the games for this generation of gaming that mm-hmm. I bought? You know, I bought a PS4. I bought a. I mean, we always kind of were kind of poking fun at the Wii U for you know it needs more titles. The Wii U's actually got a lot of titles coming out now. They got a new Yoshi title coming out. Oh no, it's a, that's Ooh. DS. That's DS. Um, they, and they have a. Have you seen the Yoshi? Uh, the 3DS. The 3DS yeah. that they're putting out. Yeah, Michael's a huge Yoshi fan, so I don't know how he's going to not get that. But uh, no, but they have Donkey Kong Country just came out. Uh, the the new one. Um, and so they're getting real titles going, whereas 
Xbox One and PS4, it's like, come on, guys. You showed off the division. You showed off, you know, watchdogs and all this stuff. Where are these? It things? seems like at this point they're like firming up their services and the capabilities of the platform still. Like, you know, Xbox One is rolling out that new patch. You know, it's out today. It's it's out today. They're gonna have adding in the Twitch streaming. Um, yeah, so okay. I feel like they're they're bringing it all up. By the way, I'm gonna I'm a little upset about something with this Xbox One patch. What's yeah. up? So you, now there's like you have to upgrade your controllers as well. To support the new headset. If yes. you want the new headset, it's you got literally, firmware. You have to plug the headset into your controller. You have, or yeah, then you have to plug your headset into the adapter. Okay. Then you have to, with a USB cable, plug it into your Xbox One. Then the Xbox One detects it and then upgrades the firmware in your controller. Okay. Which I Where tried, does the madness end? Did not work well, yet. Why? Why does that bother you? Why do I have to? Like you're already upgrading the console. Why do? Why this different software in my controller too? I have to. Upgrade? It does. From what I understand, this headset it does something that the PS4 does, which is awesome. But the Xbox One does not currently do where it passes game audio through to your headset. So yeah. now you have where you can sit there with your controller wirelessly and just listen to game audio so you don't bug the other people in the room. That's great. That's cool. Yeah. That, that seems like something the PS4 had out of the box that the Xbox One didn't. And now they're catching up with a firmware upgrade. I get what that's that's technology. They got to update yeah. that. I'm glad they can do it's it. It's a peripheral. No, you got to update your phone too. No. Better than buying Fuck. a new controller, buddy. Fuck it. Yeah. Yeah. Which I'm really interested to see what the what happens around the. Guess it's the angry man no. shake. Uh, there was that talk about upgrading the sensitivity of the controller as well uh, in response to Titanfall. Right. And I wonder if that's going to be a purely firmware thing or if that may be I hardware I think that change. patch has already gone through. Has it? I think so. I think that was uh, – I think I think that one you didn't have to plug in. I think when you just turned on your controller and synced it, it automatically took care of it. I, I, Interesting. I, I don't I, – I, I watch people who play like specifically Halo because they have one through ten sensitivity, sensitivity settings and defaults usually about three or four. People who put it on ten, I, I, I appreciate them, but I don't get it, dude. I do not get it. Uh, it's we crazy. Actually, I don't think it's come out yet, but we did a – a little spoiler for it, a, uh, we, a Let's Play that was entirely geared around that idea of high and low sensitivity. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, I don't know. I can't remember if that's come out or if it's going to come out. I love that kind of stuff. It, yeah. it was pretty interesting. But I was going to point out, I went through and counted the titles just now. Um, I went up and counted all the Xbox One titles in particular. And I noticed that with Lego Marvel being a title and the Lego movie game just came out, which is, they're both awesome, by the way. Um, that with the number of titles that I counted, and we could argue probably whether or not, you know, uh, Loco Cycle and Killer Instinct are full titles, but there's about 20 titles out mm -hmm. for the Xbox One. That means 10% of the games on the Xbox One right now are Lego games. We need more titles. <laughs> we, we definitely need more titles. Uh, I mean, that's not too different, though, from when, I, I mean, Xbox, or when Xbox 360 and PS3 came out, a very similar thing kind of happened, right? Right after launch, there were the launch titles, and then there was a little bit of a wait before you got yeah, in. Yeah, you had to wait till the next you, summer you, for Dead Rising. Yep. You're always racing to get to the launch date and make that, because that's got to be great for, you know, captive audiences. Sure, there's lower numbers of units on the market, or you're kind of waiting. Titanfall is actually, and uh, is, uh, do we know yet, Infamous Second Son, what the date on that is? I don't know. Uh, it's, top of my head. it's this month as well. It's coming yeah. up really quick, right? Because March and Titanfall were. I think it's. Or, March 25th, I want to say yeah. off the top of my head. I'll look it up here. So those two titles are – I'm actually surprised how quickly they're coming after launch. You know what mm -hmm. I mean? They're like – essentially, they're like super polished launch titles. So uh, Is Second Son cross-platform to PS3 as well? I do not believe so. No? Okay, it's a PS4 exclusive. Well, that's the problem I ran into this week is that was even more frustrating because – March 21st, two, by the way. March 21st. So the two big titles uh, that are coming out uh, this week, that came out this week, Episode 2 of Walking Dead Season 2 and Stick of Truth – I was like, all right, I'm going to go home and download those. And it's like, oh, i got to bust out my last generation consoles to play these games. 
And it's like, here we go again. It's like, it's there's two games, and they're both on the last generation. And the, the onboard network card on the 360 is slower than my connection to the internet. Oh, you suck. How's that for you? Come on, <laughs> shut the It's 100 megabit. It I was is, like, you're right. On. You're living in the future. Slow-ass old console. That's so the last you generation. Need, you're going to have to get a, a wireless adapter. What? Now, they never made an AC for it, did they? Nope. Let me ask you, right. smart guy. If you could plug in a cable and update the firmware on that thing and bring it up to speed, modern-day speeds, would you do it? Or would you bitch on about it? On the console, yes. On the controller, absolutely I would bitch. <laughs> you would really? <laughs> yes. You're already updating the fucking core per, the core device. Why well, you got to upgrade all this other shit, too? Well, it's, kind of, it's a peripheral. It has to talk to something. It, like, that, right. that, that's, that's my problem with PC gaming. It's like all this driver management and making sure all your peripherals work. That's why I like the console. You just put it in there, and you're done. Upgrade one thing. I'm lazy. I'm a lazy, lazy man. My, uh, I have my, my car we've talked about before. I have a Tesla. And it updated its firmware in my driveway last night. They pushed an update <laughs> for it. And it's like, I did it. And then it's like, before I was like, woohoo, this is great. Today I had the feeling I'm walking. I go, I bet my car got bricked. I mean, can you, <laughs> can you imagine? It didn't, by the way. I mean, I shouldn't insinuate in any way, but it's like, so it pushed an update. It has like a 3G network built into it and it pushes updates to it. So it like, it tweaks like a little bit of settings here and there. See, if the controller updated itself without me having to plug it in, I'd be fine with that. Good I mean, lord! Don't you have to plug it in to charge it anyway. Or you're using batteries still. No, I plug it into the little contr- the console thing. But that's right next to my. No, it's right next to my couch where I sit. If I'm updating it, I have to get up, go to the console, and plug it in. Remember, I wanted a multi-disc 360, you- so I didn't have to get up and change my goddamn discs. Now with the one, I can download everything to it. I don't have to go up and ever touch it. You're a fuss bucket. I don't ever want to get up. I just want to sit on my couch, grab my controller, which is right next to where I sit, and play. And then put it back down, and that's it. I guess it is kind of surprising that there's no way to push that firmware through the – they're all Bluetooth connected, right. right? So maybe they just never made that for really bidirectional communication. I, but I think that's how they push the Titanfall. I'm going to look it up now because I'm already saying that. I think that's how they push the, the controller upgrade for the Titanfall responsiveness. Hmm. It's, it's like – the point that Ryan is making, it's a transceiver. You have something sending a signal and something receiving a signal and vice versa. I, that make, totally makes sense to me why you have to upgrade. You're, you're a fucking fuss bucket is all I, you are. You're no, no, about I am right. You're, you're, giving, nah. you're giving them too much slack. Next thing you know, you have to upgrade everything individually. What? Everything? What, everything? what, what else? Everything. I don't know. Your TV. Have you ever had to upgrade your TV? If, I have. It's a fucking pain in the ass. <laughs> if they hit the iron to admit that if they made for whatever reason, if they made me upgrade my Connect, I would probably just never do it. I just wouldn't do it. Where, Even though I, I bitched about the Connect endlessly, and now I use it on a regular basis. I'm just saying, where does it end? You have to draw the line. <laughs> There's a I'm line. Just, this is the line. That's it. God. That's Plug like into the, your controller. That's like the shallowest territory ever. Yeah. You literally have given them the space about this far. One wait, toe already, in the pond, the, and it's when, over. When the, I don't know if you remember this. I'm going to go way back on you here. Uh-oh. When you and I were doing Drunk Gamers, when the original Xbox got announced and they said they were putting a hard drive in it, I was like, that's it. It's over. Yeah. And you were like, what? And I said, now you're going to get incomplete games and you're going to have to download patches. You know, every game, patch, patch, patch. You're going to have a, a broken piece of software. And it's like, oh, just update it. Fuck. Yeah. That's why, again, that's why I got the console. I don't want to have to deal with so that. So what I'm it. hearing I is you were happier in a world where the game was still broken, but there was no way to fix it. Yes, because then you'd know not to buy it. <laughs> okay, fair enough. I listen. I can relate to this because here's what I went through to get uh, Walking Dead season two, episode two. So uh, Ash had her Xbox when she moved from Australia. She had her Xbox in the place where we're now primarily playing games. So when episode one came out of season two, I played it on that box, and I went through the whole process of I had to get my season one save file. So I had to download season one, and just to make sure it wouldn't mess up, I downloaded all the episodes from season one. It took forever to do that. Redo it just so I could then cloud sync my file, get it, and then download season two. She ran into a problem with Final Fantasy being region locked, so we had to shelf her Australian Xbox in between there. Like, just last week we had this problem. So 
the Xbox we have there now, the 360, is not this, the Walking Dead box I played on before. So I just had to download season one, get all of the episodes, download season two, and download all the episodes again. So it's like, <laughs> I get it. I get it. Yeah. But that's my problem. It's like, you know, first world problems, man. Get over it. I know. I know. I'm, <laughs> I'm just saying. I'm drawing a line. That's it. I'm drawing a line. The line is drawn. Well, I have a question for you guys about uh, the Connect. Does the Xbox – I'm going to leave a pause here for anybody watching – turn off – does that still work for you? What? No. It. I can get the prompt. But you can't confirm it. Yes, it will not respond no, to the No, mine yes. does that too. So it no longer – so now I say the command to turn it off and then it gives me the confirmation and yep. I sit there, yes, yes. And I can't even say no. Have you tried saying no? No. It also doesn't work. Say it like a robot. That's what I've had to start doing. I've robot. had every person in my house – I want to play games <laughs> with you. <laughs> will you accept? Uh, everyone in my house has attempted and it will listen to none of us. My little son is sitting there going, yes, yes, no. Will not respond. But I have noticed that the hand command does work. It's weird. I was mm-hmm. just about to ask you guys if you're having I, that problem. I, I, I have a Logitech Harmony remote, so I turn it off with that. So uh, I, don't, I don't typically go through voice prompts. No, really? Yeah. How do you update that thing? Uh, but you have to plug it in. You actually do it via a website, and then you push the updates to it. So you don't ever have to plug it in. How do you push the updates to it? Wirelessly. Future. Bullshit. I've Future. got one of those things. It's in their Future. cradle. You got you to hook it up with a USB cable. Shit. Yeah, you do. <laughs> I'm done. I'm out of here. <laughs> You're a liar. You're a liar. You're a hypocrite and a liar. I'm a liar. You got to plug it in. <laughs> you got, you thought, you know, I, knew, I knew it. I have one at my house. I was like, does guys have a better remote? <laughs> Logitech, going. you're on notice. <laughs> you're over the line. What would be even better is if pushing the firmware update to your controller made you plug in your – you had to update your remote. <laughs> it was one other step you had to take. Then uh, you'd really be furious. I'm just, I'm just scared, man. I'm just scared of being like in this dependency hell where you're in a circle and that nothing's updating. What – I mean, update like, things in a proper order. What is this terror world you think we're going into where like everything is dependent on wired – you think wires are going to start coming back? Like we're not moving away from wires? Yeah. I like wires. Wires are kind of nice. Yeah, I like wires. The wireless thing is like I'm I'm not sold. You know, it's just it's it's so problematic. And wires, it's like once you get them, they're just great. I actually have like a 50 foot Ethernet cable that's in my router. And when I'm gonna do something that I really want to do or download something, I just haul that thing across my living room and just plug it into stuff. Mm-hmm. It's just like, you know, is that in my house now? I have to get under there and crawl like drill holes up through the floor because mm-hmm. I can get under my house now. But it's kind of scary under there. Yes. I, don't, I don't want to do that. You'll see me down there with my raccoon fur, <laughs> like looking, waiting for you, hissing. Saying, Dollar shave club. <laughs> Dollar shave club. But oh. uh, I want to talk about something real quick because it'll lead us into another story, okay. which is what I've been playing uh, recently is I just finished up um, the Last of Us Left Behind DLC. And it goes back to what we were talking about with spoilers, where I don't know what the hell they were talking about with spoilers uh, in that if you played and paid attention during the game, I don't know what the hell was spoiled. Okay. Maybe they were talking about you could potentially spoil a major event in The Last of Us main story because it's a two kind of part story. One part's told in the past and one part is told during probably about three quarters of the way through the, the main plot of Last of Us. That's okay. where uh, the Left Behind DLC takes place. Uh, but it was still – it was great. I mean it was it was really, really great. I mean Naughty Dog is doing – such a great job of like taking stories like we talked about this before where they're not the most original stories, you know, it's kind of a, you know, a story we've all seen before, but doing it in such a way that I connect with those characters so freaking well. Mm-hmm. And um, I can't really, there was a very popular game this last year that we talked about a lot um, that I didn't necessarily connect with. And there's those same elements in Last of Us uh, DLC in Left Behind. And I super connected with them there. Like it was very real. 
Um, you know, I, I really connected with the story and thought it was great. And it was a great way. It was, it was a fucking fight though. It was a great way to kind of round out that. I consider that to be like my last major title I'm going to play in that generation of gaming. Mm-hmm. Great way to round it out. And I was fighting my PS3 the whole time because it was like doing this thing where it would play for about 40 minutes and then it would just turn off mm. with its loud audible click. And I was just like trying to get through it. Uh, but finally I just said, forget it. And I transferred everything over to my, uh, uh to Ashley's launch PS3, which is that massive dome. I've thing. got one of those. That thing's like a tank, man. It, I love worked, it. it worked perfectly fine, you know. Busted that thing out after eight years, and it was still great. And uh, I finished up on there. That thing's so. like you got a memory card. I don't care what kind. Just put it in. I got ports <laughs> for everything. Let's go. Let's that go. Thing has ports for everything. Just I have, find an orifice. I don't think I've ever there. plugged a single memory card into that thing. But yeah, I mean, just to give an indication of how like the size of this thing. The power cord for it is the standard PC power <laughs> cord. It's not even like the little mini console power cord. Yeah. It's that massive thing plugs into the back of it. So it's awesome. Great job, Naughty Dog. Last of Us. Uh, the game was great, and I love the DLC too. It was so, short though. I mean, if you're a budget conscious gamer, I would argue that if I had one drawback to that DLC was that it was just extraordinarily short for fourteen ninety nine. I believe. Uh, yeah. So. Well, there. Uh, I know. Three hours. I know what you're segueing into here. I am mm-hmm. big story. Which is that uh, Amy Hennig is no longer at Naughty Dog as of I guess this week. Uh, as of Monday, March third, from what I've read. Right. So she was the creative director and writer for the Uncharted series. Uh, she wrote and, and directed Uncharted, Uncharted Two, and Uncharted Three. Right. And supposedly she was also in that same capacity in Uncharted Four as well. Yeah. Or what uh, they're calling I think Uncharted PS4. So Uncharted PS4. Yeah. Uh, and I guess she's no longer there. And the rumor mill, I mean, take it for what you will, is that some people she had worked with previously on Uncharted and Uncharted 2, who then went on to develop Last of Us, had her ousted so they could take over the Uncharted series. So, like, that's the the phrase I keep reading is forced out, which can mean a lot of different stuff. And it, it run the risk of heading into, like, gossip territory here. But a lot of this is being reported specific, specifically by uh, Mitchie D over at IGN. They broke the story last night, at least what I saw. Yeah. Uh, they were talking about it. Um and so it's it's interesting. I mean, I look, I I was last generation I was are you know definitely more I come from a Halo background. I was more of an Xbox gamer than I was a PlayStation gamer. Uh my vector to get into PlayStation was via Naughty Dog and specifically the Uncharted series. Um I didn't play much of the previous Naughty Dog games. Mm-hmm. Uh I consider Uncharted to be their their primary franchise. Mm-hmm. Is that am I off base by saying that? Oh, I I think people would agree with you. Yeah, so it seems interesting to me that the lead architect for the Uncharted series is now just out suddenly without notice. Replaced by the two directors of Last of Us, Neil Druckmann and Bruce Stanley. Yeah. Who knows? I mean, whatever you're going to say about this, whatever we have to say here would be utter speculation. Yeah. Um I, How made, would you go about forcing someone out anyway? Did they like there was a throwdown? Did they meet up in the lunchroom? Or was there snapping and like two teams or what? How did it go? I want to work at the place you are envisioning. <laughs> that sounds awesome. That's how you get a promotion. You have some kind of rival singing, dancing gang fight. Yeah. And then somebody at the end, somebody doesn't have a job. And anymore. then yeah, after one ten person years is ousted. Uh, the article I had on Joystick didn't say that. You know that is something that like, and I don't know the specifics of this particular incident at all. I'm sure it'll come out or it won't uh, over the coming weeks. Um, but uh, you know, when adults are in jobs, you either are fired or you quit. You know, there's the, the idea of being forced out. I'm not exactly sure what that means. You know, someone could definitely be presented with, you know, here's a package, either take it or you're not going to get this package and you can be fired, which is one thing, Mm -hmm. I guess that falls into the forced out territory or maybe just, you know, 
total conjecture, not saying this happened at Naughty Dog, someone could just create such a hostile work environment that the person just yeah. feels completely unable to do their job and unwelcome and leaves. The only time I ever picture someone being forced out is like a CEO and a board of directors, you know, where there's like an executive yeah. clash and someone holds a position because of the votes of another group. Yes. Um, and then they just get ousted that way. Yeah, but, and usually it comes with a big shakeup. Yeah. Right. I know Machinima just went through a thing where like all the major founders and executives, huge shakeup, and they were all gone, and now they're replacing the entire executive staff over wow. there. Yeah. But that's just usually, I mean, you know, companies that are like heavily funded and things like mm-hmm. that, those those things take place. Right. This is more like a creative level, you know, jockeying. For, I mean, we work in a company where we have multiple creative projects. So it would be interesting if like somebody took over somebody else's creative project here. Like Ryan is smiling. It's hard to imagine that, right? Like, yeah, like, I'm, I'm just thinking of walking into like the animation area, just knocking over somebody and going, this is mine now. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Monty, you're out. Yeah. <laughs> what, what if Ruby... It would be like if you walked into Achievement Hunter office one day and I was sitting in Jeff's chair. There you <laughs> it's go. It's like, this is my like, chair now. And Jeff like, comes in, you just won't get up. Like, no, this no, is mine. You're ousted. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's a, it's, a, it's a pretty dramatic thing. I mean, it's not to say it doesn't happen. It definitely happens, but it's when it happens, it's a dramatic thing and mm-hmm. You, there's usually some kind of explanation for it. So <laughs> I'll be curious if it happens. The only thing I've seen from her was a tweet. It was a lot of radio silence for you know 12 hours or so. And then she just tweeted suddenly like, well, I always wondered how to raise my Twitter follower account. Now I know. <laughs> <laughs> so that's, a, that's an optimistic way to look at it. Yeah. She seems like a uh, – she seems like um, – you know, I don't know, I wouldn't know if she's taking it well, but at least she's you know kind of – you know, taking it a little tongue in cheek. Well, know? I'm a I'm a, I, I'm a big fan of her work. You know, the Uncharted series was great, so I look forward to finding out wherever she lands and uh, whatever her next projects are, because I'm sure that they'll be just as awesome. Yeah, you know what? Okay, let me. That's something. This is way off video games or whatever. What you just said is not necessarily true. Um, you know, and I'll say that the pictures that I've seen of her, I'm familiar with her work. You know, played Uncharted, and loved it. See the thing is, she's uh, she's an older lady as well. Mm-hmm. Looks like in her photos and. Once again, total conjecture. But it's really easy to say from an outside perspective that, you know, I'm sure she'll land on her feet. I'm sure she'll do really well. There's absolutely no guarantee of that. And past success. I'm wishing her well. No, I hear you. (laughs) But people say that all the time. People like, oh, well, you're going to go on and you're going to do great and you'll be just fine. It's like I was doing fine before. You know Mm -hmm. what I mean? It's like there's no guarantee that past success will lead to future success, especially in creative endeavors. So these kind of things are really – I mean it, it could really affect somebody's career in yeah, a very dramatic way. See, that absolves us of having to worry about it because you just go, I'm sure she'll be fine. That's what it is. And you're out. You'll Done. land on your feet. Yeah, you'll be fine. No, <laughs> I don't need to help you. You'll be fine. <laughs> I mean historically in entertainment careers, when, when uh, somebody has success, it's hard to then – and the reason I make the thing about the, the comment that she's older is that like she's established a career in entertainment, a very revered career. And that's a very difficult thing to do. It's, it's something you have to safeguard mm-hmm. when you've got it. Uh, and to just say like, oh, she'll go off and she'll do fine. It's not that easy. But that's it's, an impressive resume and portfolio it ab- to, no, to use it for absolutely opening is. doors. It absolutely is. You know what I mean? And it's like it's one of those things where um, you know, I could then turn around and make the devil's advocate argument. She also had that resume while she was at that company at that job. Right. It's not like she – Again, it's, 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 you don't know what the circumstances of the separation were. Yeah. I just say that's a comment that I always hear people make, and it's like, no, it's like it's not, it's not that easy. If you know a famous person is in a great band and leaves the band, I'm sure they'll go off and have a great solo career. You don't know that. Yeah. You really don't. It's not. And if they do it, that's really amazing. Not that's it, that's an amazing artist that can change up and still continue to have success after a big change up. That's a really the creative process can be something that's a very fragile thing. And uh, you know, I, I I hope that she lands on her feet. If she does it, it'll be it'll be fucking awesome. 
and I look I look forward to it. I will certainly I'll say this: anything she puts out there, I will have interested, and I will want to see it, yep. and I will want to experience that thing. Yep. Yeah. I think it's very similar to what I said. Yes, but I, know, I, but I got yelled at. No, no, no. That that <laughs> phrase you said specifically sets me off because I've heard people say that before, and it's like you can't say that about people. Like I'm sure you'll do well because it's they're, what they're doing is hard. You know, mm-hmm. and going off on their own and doing their own thing, whether it was by their own choice or not, it's a very difficult thing. Yeah. So good, very, very good luck to her. Good luck to her. Yeah. Indeed. Let me read this. Uh, I want to remind everyone this episode of The Patch is also brought to you by Nature Box. Your mission, snack smarter to get in shape by summer. Your enemy, the vending machine. But when you're starving at 3 p.m., cranky and lightheaded, the evil vending machine can seem like your only friend. Oh, my God. Don't give in. Is- Head over to naturebox.com. Naturebox sends great tasting snacks right to your door, and they're great for you, too. We're talking healthy snacks like barbecue kettle kernels. I think we actually have those. Yeah, barbecue kettle kernels right there. Um, everything bagel sticks, South Pacific plantain chips, and over 100 more. Zero trans fats, zero high fructose corn syrup, nothing artificial, even snacks that are gluten-conscious and non-GMO. With free shipping anywhere in the U.S., NatureBox is busting up the vending machine's monopoly on your midday hunger. Try NatureBox right now. Get 50% off your first box by going to naturebox.com forward slash rooster teeth. Actually, I'll take it back. That's naturebox.com forward slash the patch. That's naturebox.com slash the patch. Stay full, stay strong. Go to naturebox.com slash the patch. That's naturebox.com slash the patch. Like literally, if you go through and you like try to pick snacks for your box, it's just like an endless scrolling of pictures of delicious stuff. I wonder uh, where one gets pumpkin seeds in off season. From pumpkins. Yeah, is but are you stupid? Where, do, where well, do you go to buy them? What year is this? There's no off season. I know, but like if I wanted a pumpkin today, where would I go to get a pumpkin? The well, grocery I'm, store? Minecraft pumpkin server. at a grocery store outside of Halloween. I'm sure. Here's how you get pumpkin uh-huh. seeds. I'm sure you can also update your remote. <laughs> here's, how, here's how here's how I get pumpkin seeds whenever I want them. You open your crafting table, you put a, <laughs> you put a pumpkin up there, and you get I think you get three pumpkin seeds. That does these are the ones I eat. I eat the salt, sea salt, and cracked pepper pumpkin seeds. Hey, do you, do they do in the copy for the ad? Do they do a call out that everything is or everything I'm seeing here is vegan? Uh, they mentioned that they have a lot of gluten free, vegan, and non GMO stuff. Okay. So yeah, if you have dietary restrictions, you can even sort. Like when you're searching through the snack list for stuff that meets certain uh, dietary restrictions. I don't listen. I don't give a shit about the vegan stuff, but I know there's a lot of people out there that do. Oh. You know how <laughs> I know that? Because they tell me. <laughs> <laughs> if there's anything a vegan will ever do, it's they will communicate to you that they are vegan. That's like step two of the process. You gotta become l- vegan. <laughs> tell everyone you know that you're vegan and apologize to everything you ever ate. <laughs> um. So, Goat Simulator has a release date. Goat Simulator has a release date. April first. Mm-hmm. Do you think it's really going to come out on April 1st? That's the same problem we have, right? It's It doesn't seem like there's much more to the game beyond what you've already seen as a proof of concept, right? Hey, I maybe don't understand they explore, why it's a goat simulator. I've never seen a goat do those things. Maybe they explore the deeper inner meaning of being a goat. You don't know. Maybe they took some time. Maybe they're hiring a creative director to really get the story of the goat down. Uh, or <laughs> Whoa! I, I have never seen a goat chase me. I've never been chased by a goat wielding an axe with its tongue. That does not uh, seem very simulator-ish. Come on, suspension of disbelief. It's a powerful yeah, force. But it's a simulator. <laughs> it simulates a fun goat. <laughs> I'm sure you've seen simulations of other things that you haven't experienced in real life. Like in The Sims, when people get together and have a fun party, you've never experienced that. <laughs> how does that work? Can you, I've never been able to figure out how to get the, the blurring away. But what's happening there? I think it's more likely you'd run into the goat with the axe. <laughs> and Gus would see balloons outside of a house and go, <laughs> just walk away. <laughs> nope, don't want to be in there. <laughs> So the power of the internet. Now, here's the real question is, so this is, yet again, one of those things where the internet demands something. It's being delivered. Will it sell? Probably not. No, you don't I'm think so? I'm sure it'll sell a little bit. I, I can't imagine it. 
being a huge dude. It's all about price point, really. So, what do you think a good price point for a goat simulator is? Um, I think if they price that ten or below, it it would sell a lot. Mm. I mean, I'm I'm picturing they'll probably do twenty. Listen, I'm part of the culture, so I'm not making fun of it. But I will say that if the audience didn't have to get their butts out of a chair to do it, then it'll sell. Like they can buy this thing on Steam. It's on Steam, yeah. Yeah, and they don't, and they just click it, and it's like, mm. hey, that's funny. But like. What you're talking about, I think, is like the snakes on a plane phenomenon, where everybody won snakes on a plane, but nobody went to see snakes on a plane. Like, it was a big meme, and everyone was excited. That's because they had to get up and go see it. Now, mm-hmm. if they had had snakes on a plane digital from day one, everybody probably would have gotten it. They're like, oh, like, it would have been like a Sharknado, you know? But then wouldn't, <laughs> by that logic, wouldn't snakes on a plane then have become a huge hit when it was available digital on demand? Moments past. Mm. So, so it's like traditional Hollywood were the thing where they put it out, then it's a failure, and then, like, all the momentum and all that goodwill is just kind of gone in a bit. Plus, it's then remembered as a failure mm, when okay. people come to rent it. Oh, it's, it's like passe at that point, mm-hmm. you know? It's not hard. Yeah, snakes on a plane, that's so old. Well, no, yeah. I mean, but, like, these windows for home video sometimes, or they used to be way bigger. We were talking about in the podcast this week, Frozen is out on DVD and home video. Already? Already. It came out a week ago, a week and a half ago, and it's out before it's out on DVD. It's out digital. Disney's making a big move by doing that. I mean, this is a company that used to put their titles in the vault. Remember that? Yeah. So now it's out on video. Frozen is still number eight at the box office while it's out on home video. Didn't Titanic do that too? Like it had a DVD release while it was still in well, the theaters. That, that was just because it was in the theater forever. It Ti- was in the theaters forever. Titanic, if you go look at the the, the box office mojo, you could track week to week. Mm-hmm. And that movie made like, I don't think that movie ever made over $40 million a week, not even opening week. It made like $20 million, $25 million a week. For fucking ever. It just stayed in the Maintained. It was like yep. Dark Side of the Moon. It's just always <laughs> on that chart. You can't get rid of it. Yeah, absolutely. Didn't Dark Side of the Moon just fall out of like the top 100 albums? They had to re- They had to change the way they calculate that really? because of Dark Side of the Moon, actually, to- in order to get it off the charts. <laughs> That's so crazy. <laughs> and that was like years after it had come got out. got ousted. Mm-hmm. It got ousted. I'll look, up, I'll look um, up the Titanic since we talked about it. Okay. So, Peggle 2 finally announced for Xbox 360. Uh, coming out in May. I'm not a huge. I'm not the world's biggest Peggle fan, yep. but um, I know that there are a lot of people who are huge Peggle fans, and that's finally coming out. And I guess you can finally do local duels, whereas you could only do them uh, over Xbox Live previously. Mm-hmm. Titanic made 28 million dollars its opening weekend. Today wow. that would be like wow. nothing. It also had a long runtime, which affects how many it times was they can very show long it. Movie. Uh, but it made 28 million dollars, and it just like just just pummeled like just like nonstop. Almost like an iceberg, like a glacier. <laughs> yeah, it just it just went along. The other there's other weird stories like around the same time was the time something about Mary, um, the Ferrelli brothers movie with Cameron Diaz. That thing opened in like number eight and then climbed to number one. No movies do that ever. Yeah, I think it, it didn't hit a number one to like week three or four in release, right? Yeah, it, yeah, like, it, it climbed. Had been, it had been out for a while and then it climbed. That, that one it was definitely a word of mouth movie. Like mm-hmm. someone went and saw it and they were like patient zero for all their friends. Who then went and saw it, I guess, four so weeks you, later. So you would say the movie went viral? Uh, <laughs> no, I'm not going to say it. Yeah, uh, Titanic was in theaters from December 19th, 1997 to September 27th, 1998. It was almost right. in theaters for a year. Wow. <laughs> so that'll, that'll hit their home video release. And it never, ever, Titanic never made more than $35 million in a single weekend. That was its second weekend. It grew 25% of its revenue from weekend opening weekend to the second weekend, and so, then it, which that all, was all downhill from there. It's also Christmas holiday. Yeah, downhill <laughs> underwater. It was all, it was all <laughs> a very, a very like not steep hill. <laughs> yeah, what's the word for not steep? The opposite of steep. Is there? I would a, say shallow. A very shallow hill. Yeah, shallow is a good word, but it seems like there's something else. Gradual. 
Gradual Hill? Yeah. Gradual Hill. Okay. Gentle. That's You're gentle welcome, audience. I like that. <laughs> I'm sure Twitter has come up with like eight synonyms that are way better than whatever we Best thesaurus ever. Twitter right there. Uh, so Project Spark launches on Xbox One, the uh-huh. beta. Beta is out. today. Yep. So I guess if you, were already, if you already had the Windows 8.1 beta, you automatically get the Xbox One version as well. Uh, actually, Caden was playing with it a little bit. I haven't seen a lot, but he uh, was able to make a whole little thing very rapidly. A whole little thing very rapidly. It was a whole, I'm sold. It was a whole winter <laughs> wonderland of some kind. Uh, I'm not sure what kind of gaming mechanics are accompanied with that. Probably snowball related, but this I'm actually this uh, this Project Spark beta coming to Xbox One this week. Mm-hmm. I'm actually I've been playing on Windows 8 a little bit. I'm actually really excited about that more so than I am about Stick of Truth and Episode Two of Walking. I feel like I'm servicing my Walking Dead save at this point. I really do. Like I'm not really. <laughs> I can't say I'm like really looking forward to it. I just like. I feel like I'm obligated to play Walking Dead. Like you need to take it's that like, save file and move it forward for all the other save files that no, have fallen along the way. It's like, I here, feel here's, like a TV show. here's three hours of sadness for you. Yeah, exactly <laughs> right. Are you ready to cringe? Uh, the uh, yeah, but it's like you know when you ha- when you follow a TV show like The Walking Dead TV show. There's a lot of times where I'm like, oh, I'm two episodes behind. I have to catch up. You know, you have that feeling that like, I've got to get right. this done, and it's like that's translating to me for the digital, the mm. interactive version of this franchise as well. Um, Oh damn it! I was going to say something and I forgot what I was going to say. Was it a synonym? No, people are <laughs> people are telling us they already have a Goat Simulator on pre-order, so people are in pre-order we'll pre-order uh, Goat. <laughs> well, what are they charging for the pre-order of oh, Goat yeah. Simulator? That's uh, what we were kind of curious about. What the price point yeah. is? Tweet us hashtag the patch. Sorry, I left my you know iPad three thousand. I predict the Goat Simulator is going to be like the Titanic. <laughs> it's just going like, to make a steady maintain. like five million a week. So um, speaking of sales. PlayStation 4 announced they have sold 6 million units. <coughs> they, you know, I guess this totals up with their Japanese launch. They wanted to hit that number projection-wise. They wanted to hit that total by the end of March. They hit it by the beginning of March. Mm-hmm. That, which is the number of months that the thing's been on the market. That's really impressive. Mm-hmm. And Xbox, Microsoft has not been releasing their NPD numbers. Yeah, they got real quiet about that. They got kind of quiet about it. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, I thought they released last month. They? I think we talked about it on the patch. Uh, we've been kind of avoiding the topic because every, every month they just throw a new number at you. It's like, yes, and I think the last time we talked about it was like, how do you frame uh-huh. the number? It's like, oh, we're the fastest right, yeah, 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 in this market. Like, you, it's like it's all about perspective and how you look at it. Fastest in this week, like we're the on Tuesdays. We're the, we're the number one new comedy on Wednesday nights. Right, like, right that yeah, kind of thing. at eight you PM. It's the number one family movie in theaters. Do you know what we do that? Do you know what we do that for? What? Uh, longest running? <laughs> we do that for longest running sci-fi show. Red vs. Blue is the longest running at 12 seasons. It's the longest running sci-fi show in American history. Like of all, like Twilight Zone, any of the Star Treks, like 12 seasons, nothing. Even Stargate Atlantis had run 11 seasons, uh, at like or halfway through 10. And uh, so we're the longest because Doctor Who is like, <laughs> <it's> like <laughs> we need three decades to beat Doctor Who. And they're all, all the way on the other side of an ocean. They hardly count, really. Yeah. I mean, come on. They they rebooted that thing. It doesn't count. Yeah. (laughs) We'll just wait for the Red vs. Blue reboot. Um, (laughs) Maybe we should change actors like they do. Let's do it. So so today, HBO Go finally launched on the PlayStation 3. I'm still waiting for it on my PS4 and Xbox One. Yeah, that's an odd choice. Yeah, I I wish they would get caught up. I guess it's not an odd choice. Sorry. It's one of the few reasons I have my 360 still hooked up. To my TV is like for HBO Go stuff. Well, you're playing Stick of Truth too. Or are you playing on PC? I am playing on 360, yeah. Yeah. And you're Walking Dead replay. Am I walking? <laughs> I, I'm just terrified now. I'm going to get home tonight and have to replay all of season one again. Get a fucking USB stick and just buy I have one. Up. I got 
fucking duped into cloud saves. <laughs> you stole my cloud save! <laughs> you know, my new thing. The, uh, well, you guys back up Achievement City in like 18 different places. It right? does exist in many different places, yeah. Yeah, Jeff was lamenting the other day that he did like three hours of work at Achievement City, and then he went home and it was like, just didn't save it. It just didn't, it didn't save. To like, be fair, that was a really shitty three hours of work, because that was not just Jeff, it was like two or three of us. Really? Yeah. Um, <laughs> I watched you, uh, you guys doing, uh, was it, uh, what was the ice one? Ice Cube? Is that ice Cube, yep. Yeah. It was that Ice Cube. like a nightmare, dude. It's just up and down, up and down. And yeah. I, I was, uh, that was one of the Let's Builds you guys put out. And I went in and I was like showing Jeff World at it and Gavin and like showing how I like built an entire bedrock wall that was like 64 blocks high and covered the entire map, basically. And I did it with five keystrokes and they were just like, God damn it. <laughs> <laughs> they just walked away. The fact that you guys still have to sleep in beds to like advance time is just, it's That's crazy true. Yeah, I miss. I really miss the console commands. Whenever we do a PC Let's Play, I get a little out of control with the console commands just because I can. <laughs> like, oh, I need to be over there. Okay, teleport. Oh, look, it's daytime. Get rid of this rain. It's great. God, you know, I've learned so many valuable lessons from our sponsor, Minecraft Server. The How's that going, by the way? Oh, it's just now. It's just like charred cinders, and that's <laughs> it. It's just like. They, it's like a constant griefing and like it's like one wave of death after another. And so we're just about to do another reset. So, so. the humanity has really left the server. It's all yeah. back down to I, just animal I, fighting. I logged into it briefly and I think I was dead within 30 seconds. <laughs> really? I yeah. logged in, took three steps forward and I thought, I wonder what I spawned with. And I looked at my inventory and then I was dead. Yeah. And we used to have a setting so you could see when everybody got an achievement and when somebody got it. So like every time a new player came up, it's a... You know, Gus, I won't say his player name, Gus just got the achievement taking inventory, which means he opened his inventory for the first uh -huh. time. And then people, whoever gets that achievement, everyone's like, oh, that person's new. <laughs> so I had to turn all that stuff off. It's been a slow learning process of, like, how to protect things, like how to protect the spawn so the new players don't die immediately, that kind of stuff. So people are saying that Goat Simulator is $15, but it's a 33% discount if you pre-purchase on Steam, so it's 10 bucks. Ten bucks. Ten bucks. For just ten bucks, you could be a few months away from simulating a goat. With an axe in its mouth, chasing people. Goat axe. Like I said, simulating a goat. Simulating the day-to-day -day mundane life. That sounds like the next horror movie goat. from the guy that made Leprechaun. Goat or, axe. Or rubber. <laughs> or rubber, yeah. Rubber. Is that, the, is that the movie about the... The tire. The tire. <laughs> the murder tire. That tire that attacks people. That's such a great idea. <laughs> so stupid. You know they're making a human centipede three? They made it really? two? Really? Yeah. They made it two. There's three of them. All I can say is I'm so happy they made a Human Centipede 3 because right now some guy is designing the Collector's Edition Human Centipede box set. And that's going to be oh. awesome. They're all going to be connected <laughs> to each other. Can you pass the discs from one to the next? To the, like the way you pull, you have to pull it out of the third box set? You have to reach through the other two boxes to get the DVD. So gross. <laughs> I'd buy it. Yeah. I totally would. Man, some of the box sets that are out there are kind of ridiculous. Um, the uh, I never go in for that stuff, too. Like, a lot of people for Titanfall's coming out in a couple days or, you know, less than a week. Um, they have that big Titan. That just – it's cool, but I just wouldn't – I'm done getting that stuff. Like, I think the last one I got, the last major one was uh, the uh, Halo 3 helmet, the Master Chief yep, helmet. Yeah, I had that one. <laughs> yeah, and that was the last one I did. Just, I, but then again, I'm not a collector of stuff. Right. Um, you know, and but some of the box sets that are out, like – the Walking Dead Season 1 box set was a, like a severed head with a screwdriver in the eye. That's a li Why would you want that on your shelf? Maybe you're a big horror buff? I guess so. Or serial killer? I actually know some people, some movie guys that we know that would have that on their shelf yeah. and think it was awesome. Yeah. Yeah, they would. Yeah. For sure. <laughs> um, 
Running not, short on time. It's not awesome, by the way. But I wanted because because we spoiled it earlier. I want to talk about uh, Shadowrun Dragonfall yep. DLC. The whole is finally available. On yeah, it arrives to arrived uh, last week. Mm-hmm. So uh, I was a huge fan of that Shadowrun game, and I'm very excited to buy the DLC and uh, and play that as well. I love that turn based stuff. That's why I think yeah. I like Stick of Truth so much. So be clear too. You're talking about Shadowrun, the turn based game, not the FPS game. Correct. Right. I'm not talking about a six-year-old game. Yeah, this is a Steam title that came out. Sure, it's a way older game. <laughs> the Shadowrun series is... Yeah, old. this particular one is the most recent iteration. I see. Okay. You but, know, the Shadowrun FPS game, which I have some experience with, which was kind of like the spiritual predecessor to Halo Reach with all the equipment stuff, because a lot of that team moved over when fucking Shadowrun died day mm-hmm. one, basically. Um, that was the last game that I can remember that came out that was multiplayer only. Am I, th- am I missing something? Uh, no, there have been a lot. Well, even, I mean, right now, Plants vs. Zombies, which is multiplayer owner only. Uh, it's got Garden Ops. That's still multiplayer. I mean, you could play it single player, but yeah. it's still a multiplayer game type. Uh, no, there's been a lot of But this is a really big I mean, AAA title release that's multiplayer only. I mean, you can make the argument, too, that most Titanfall has a single player yeah. section if you want to play the tutorial again and again. You know, you can do that. Yeah. I'm trying to think. There was, uh, it seems like last time we said that, there was a bunch of people that were like, ah, oh, they all forgot about blah, and I can't remember it. Yeah, no, no, no. I, listen, I'm sure there's been something, yeah. but I'm talking like, mate, this Titanfall seems feels like a big thing. Like, I haven't really heard much talk about it, but like, if Titanfall is successful, would this be like a Titanfall 2, Titanfall 3? Probably would be, right? Yeah. These are guys that did Modern Warfare. Well, I guess that's going to be an interesting thing for them, because in I'm not sure how much upgrade to technology they're going to want to do immediately, so it probably will have a long run, I would hope, in the DLC field. Uh, maps, you know, maybe new weapons, new mechs, things like that. It seems like every F- FPS game, that's the channel now, right? They, yeah. just, they make the core thing and then just sort of sit with, with maps and all that stuff. If, you just are, if you're going with a purely multiplayer title, it seems like the DLC road should be a lot longer than the sequel road. As long as Which, you don't have to plug in anything to update it. That's I mean, the important that's thing. That's the line. Right. The yeah. line has been drawn. <laughs> that being that's said, thing. Left 4 Dead 2 came pretty hard on the heels, heels of Left 4 Dead 1, and it is sort of in that realm. In that it was mainly kind of designed geared towards a multiplayer experience. The update. CSGO, yeah, CSGO. Oh, yeah. Same. That's a good. No, no. I'm, what am I thinking of? You're absolutely right. I would mm-hmm. say I would say that Left 4 Dead, while they have a great bot system, that of course is a multiplayer designed game. Pretty much, I was. Designed, and that's a yeah. franchise that I love. So mm-hmm. yeah, that's a you you nailed it with. That's a great example. That's a great example. All right. On that note, it's time to wrap up. I want to thank everyone for watching the patch again this week. We'll be back on Monday with another episode of RT Podcast that's open to everyone. We'll be teaming up with What's Trending, streaming from South by Southwest. And we'll be back next Wednesday with another episode of The Patch. And if you're in Austin on Friday, we have a panel. At South by Southwest. At South by Southwest. the Palmer Event Center. Yes. And and Gus will be moderating a panel on Sunday. And we're signing also in the booth all weekend long, Friday, Saturday, Sunday at the Palmer Event Center. Yep. Yep. Booth 139. Thank you, Kara. Bye. Bye. Bye.